Some things are never going to change. Hi, welcome to Stop Me If I've Heard This. I'm Susan, and Art's with me, and we are... Um, We're hanging out on a Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Lots happened. Lots is happening. Uh, a lot of things are happening. We hope uh, some kids are starting back to school. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm so glad Liam's not that age anymore. Yeah? Is it? Oh, it's yeah. nice to not have to think about school. Augie wrote, our buddy Augie Smith wrote a cute post today with beautiful, these yeah. cute pictures of little of his little uh, Porter and Dottie yeah. going to a new school. It's a Ooh. new school because they moved this summer, remember? Oh. And he wrote this, you know, he's, it's hard for some parents. It's hard. They, they project what they went through as mm-hmm. new kids in a new school. And yeah, it, right. And it, you know, you got to get through that. Anyway. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, I remember when we first brought Liam to preschool. The first day, he was shrieking, and like it was like a Italian opera, you know, with his arms out. <laughs> no, don't go! You know? Oh, my god! <laughs> and we walked out with our chins quivering. And then we get back at the end of the day. Oh, no, three minutes after you left, he was fine. He was playing with his friends. <laughs> so, I know, until little then. drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's so Don't good. leave me, Mama, Papa. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> well, it was been a it's been a long this it's been a hard weekend. We've had kind of a there've been it's been rough. There's lots of different things on different levels. We uh, yeah, I wish to start out by um, dedicating this episode to our long, long dear friend Donna. Who Richards, who's um, been one of the most supportive people in supportive. our lives Just all, for years and years. Years, yes. And she's um, she's with her daughters and is comfortable, evidently. But yeah, but she's um, she's in hospice. She's now. in hospice, and uh, that's rough. It's it, on everybody. It's her poor daughters. You know, that's they really didn't have a father figure. I think hospice people most of their should. Life bring balloons and stuff when they show up. I mean, they're really mm-hmm. quite amazing when the hospice... Yeah, uh, they're pretty character. great. When they show up, I mean, they show up. Half an hour after mm-hmm. you call, they start coming in and loading yeah. stuff in and stuff. Right. But I'm thinking, you know, there's... It's uh, it's so hard on the families. It's very difficult, not yeah. to mention no. the person, you know. But, yeah, yeah. but we miss you, Donna. We love you very much. And yes. we're hoping that yeah, you, you have... Uh, if you are the girls are playing wanting our podcast. to hear this podcast, you know, I'm hard to say, you know, I know they're playing the podcast for her. Oh, I thought yeah. that sh- they had said that she wasn't interested in a podcast or anything, just uh, texts at this point. Well, whatever. I, I know the girls are playing when um, Catherine's mother was on her uh, dealing with the, the process of dying. Um, she um, sort of became detached I well, guess this do. is a fairly common thing. You just sort of become detached with all the things from this kind of realm. And you, you're interested in family and, you know, love, the, the love that you have. And, you know, that's all that really matters in the end. And 
all the other stuff. I don't think Don is thinking about the environment right now. You no, know, no, or, or Trump. Or Trump or any <laughs> of that, right? Right. So, um, you know, I hope that if she does hear this, you know, you know we love you, and but um, it doesn't hurt to keep saying it. And uh, yeah. I don't know, I'm kind of torn about whether I should read this this last text to her. I, it, uh, maybe it's just too personal. I, it's, uh, I did say I'll still read the first okay. part before I get, like, okay. serious. Okay, don't, yeah. I say, so Nicole told me you're having a really tough and scary time. I'm so sad to hear it. Does this mean that you're not booking Salem anymore? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I took, I, I, you know, let her know I was kidding and, and talked about what she actually meant to me. Well, we were talking about that. And, and we, I guess this is an instant segue into what we were going to. Yeah, right. Is, uh, you know, as we get older, you and I are getting yeah. older and we are losing friends. Yeah. And we've, yeah. we've lost friends that are much younger than us, which kills us. I mean, Boats was my, yeah. was a couple years older than, it was mm-hmm. a, at least a, a year older than me, if not older than uh-huh. that, and you, older than you. But yeah. Dave was not. Dave yeah. was young. He was younger, for and sure. Much younger. And, yeah. um, and I'm I have friends that are are ill and stuff, and it's this. How will you say goodbye? My brother just lost a, a dear friend that he's mm-hmm. been friends with since he was in grade school. Yeah, and I mean, they you know they get together. So the Jazz is sixty three, and they're just yeah. this you know, these great guys. And and now my brother's in his you know he's seventy seven years old, and so yeah, you start you know the process begins. And uh, heart attacks and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. But, but it's then you were saying that when Dave was going, you regret. Well, so that's what I was getting to. What do you, what do you say? What do you say to a debt on the your final when words we, when you them. go when you go to say goodbye? Uh, you know, there's re, there's regrets. I've said goodbye to both my parents. Yeah. To my sister. Right. Right. You know, to Dave. Yeah, that was that was a rough, and those, rough day. And those are things that you say goodbye. How do you say goodbye? And we were laughing because <laughs> I, re- I I told Art when we were setting up the segment, um, I kind of regret what I said to Dave. It's funny, yeah. You know, you in do. the hospital, even though because he's a comedian, he was my dear friend. He was yeah. the quickest. He was the quickest man in the room. Yeah, always faster than anybody else. Yep. And um, I couldn't see him any other way. And I remember when we came into the room, someone said, your comedian friends are here. And he'd just been laying there still. And when he heard that, he was like trying to get back up on his hands and raise himself up. He was trying his best to, to become. The, the comics are here. The, the yeah. guy who yeah. has always held court. And, right. And, become, and he always did. He held court. But you court. could tell he just didn't quite have the strength for it. No, no. Yeah. No. And he was. He was but he was getting it. I'm, I know that you, you say you regret it, but, and you said, tell him, tell them what you said. Well, he said. was a host of uh, an AM Northwest, and I don't right. mean any disrespect, but they would have a segment about once or twice a month with a, with a, uh, a doctor who did um, uh, sculpting surgery. Yeah, right, plastic surgery type surgery. Isn't it? Do- and his name was Dr. Darm. Right. He's and, on every episode and, of AM And Dave was always, you know... Yeah. Talking about his love handles or doing something, and he <laughs> had no love handles. He had no. nothing. He didn't. Ha- I mean, he, you know, as he got sicker, he got thinner, and everything. And I, I was, and he, you know, he's a comedian, so he made, yeah, 
made fun of people. And but, nothing was and, off and, limits and with Kindly, yeah. kindly, yeah. though. But he was, you know, and he never did it on air and stuff. But yeah. amongst comics, we used to rib him about some of his guests that he'd have to sure. interview. And um, I leaned in to say goodbye to him, and I whispered in his ear, you know, I know this is tough, but when you think about it, no more Dr. Darm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he was laughing, I'm telling you. I hope he, he might was. not have shown it, but he was laughing. Well, I hope so. I and mean, you see, I've regretted not saying what I wanted to say to him. I, I, I said something very heartfelt and just what he meant to me. And thank I thanked him for being the supportive friend that he's always had been to me. But what I wanted to say was um, uh, whisper, you have to tell me where the treasure's buried. <laughs> You know, it's not like an A-list joke, no, no, but, but just to let him know that I knew that he, the comedian, he was would, in he there. Would get, he would get it. And yeah, he would, I, I believe he would have gotten it. And I've regretted it. You've yeah. regretted saying that joke. I've regretted not saying that joke because you only get one chance. You know, you only get that I one, know. one go and at I, it. I mean, I, and I, of course, I told him how much I loved him. And yeah. that, you know, and yeah, that's, see, yeah, you know, those are knows. really hard things. And I, I. Uh, you got to not regret that. I think you did the right thing. I, I don't, uh, you know, and it comes you. back to the time when I was in Denver and you were, you were in the hospital and you had passed, you had, at your heart had stopped like two or mm-hmm. three times. Yep. And, um, and we didn't have cell phones back then. There yeah, was no right. cell phones. Yeah. And I kept getting, checking my messages and everybody had my phone number. And I remember boats calling and saying, you know, he's not doing well. And I, it was, I was so torn. It was like, I have to get home. 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 Mm-hmm. And, um, and Boats called me. Mike Boats Johnson called me again, and he said, um, he said he's awake. He's, he's you know, he's okay. Mm-hmm. He's in, you know, and then, and then the great story of Augie, and mm-hmm. Augie Smith and Boats and Dwight and Just trying to get into get, no, getting intensive care, in, getting into intensive care and <laughs> announcing, no, we're the comics. Yeah. They're going to just family. It's okay. We're the comics. It's okay. We're the comics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yes, Dave, yeah. Dave, I think Dave was there too. Right. And they were just like, it was, uh, it's, it's a different, it's a different beast. Yeah. It is a different beast. Right. Than, than other people. And uh, the first one we experienced was Dennis Franklin back uh, many, many years ago. I was ago. in California. I didn't, I wasn't, yeah. Yeah, and that was the first loss we had in the comedy community. And, and you know there was plenty of dark humor afterwards. Oh, my God. He was so funny, though. Yeah. De- uh, he was so dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, could s- and he always looked drunk, and he wasn't. He was right, yeah. He'd get, he'd get um, cut off <laughs> ordering his first drink. <laughs> Right, I know. <laughs> ordering his first drink, <laughs> and it's something I don't like to talk about. Most people don't like nobody to talk wants, about no, talking nobody. about death, you know. It, but you know what? It's uh, you can't get around it at some point. And uh, well, and when you're you're faced with somebody, a dear friend like we are, with Donna in the hospice, and yeah. she's, you know, hundreds of miles away. Yeah, you know, it's it's like or thousands of miles away. She's yeah. you know in Chicago. I. And then saying, what do you say? What, and so you wrote it, you wrote a text with a funny joke. I think I wrote her a text yeah. with something in it too. Yeah. It was, I, I think I'm, I mentioned, um, Trump cause she was such a, she was so, she was so, um, oh God, she, she was so informed. Oh yeah, she was. She yeah, it all, yeah. 
Yeah, I I just um, know my last text to her was was something I don't want to read online, but it's a... um, Well, it's something, you know, this came up the other day, our friend Mary Sabe, uh, I don't know if she's a death doula or if she's just counseled people who are going through the process. Uh I know she's done that. But a couple of times now we've gotten together and she's talked about how we need to talk about this more. She brought it up the other day. She had a like a picnic out back, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about you know dealing with death and what would you do and 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 she said we need to talk about it more. And I'm like, well, I'm eating watermelon right now. Can, <laughs> can it wait? <laughs> Does it have to be right now? Uh-huh. You know, but maybe that is the best time to talk about it when it's sunny and bright and you're cheerful. And we've talked about it. Catherine and I have talked and. Uh, one thing we're kind of thinking about doing is um, you've heard about this deal where you can uh, uh, be uh, cremated and then you take your ashes and you make a gemstone out of it. They can actually mm-hmm. turn your ashes yeah. into like a diamond. Mm-hmm. And it probably well. costs some money, but if we prepaid it, I'd rather do that and then have Liam have something that he can uh, pawn when he gets in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. You know, I think that would mean more than uh, a because a burial plot, like you don't necessarily always. It's not like the movies where they go every day and lay flowers on. You know, you go on Memorial Day maybe once a year, maybe, but it's easy to I'm not. Always, I've always been so freaked. I don't, I don't find it. Um, yeah, I've never liked. I, I think cemeteries are archaic and yeah. a, a use of a, a poor use of land yeah and always have um putting a headstone where somebody wants to, yeah that, okay yeah but let's not ruin the land by putting a bunch of crap in it yeah right i've just never Take thought that, that was a good space. idea yeah. well i just never thought it was a good idea and um you can be composted now and all this other stuff yeah um, i don't know if i go that far i, uh, I don't know if i want to be th- I do. I I wrote a bit about it because, well, I, you know, (laughs) I turned 70 and all of a sudden I started thinking, okay, well, Uh you know, and one of my nieces actually did ask me, she goes, you know, do you have plans? Do you have things planned Uh out? Do you, how do you, you know, what do you want? And I said, uh, you know, and she ran, ran the gambit, you know, cremated, buried, composted. Mm -hmm. I said pickled. Pickled. <laughs> I'd like to be pickled. Uh, why don't you work Take on that? Take you to Long Beach. I really need. Yeah, I'd like to be in a jar, just next looking to the at alligator you guys. Man. Really, I just want. Yeah, just, just just looking at you. Hi. Anyway, <laughs> just pickle me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, a, you know, it's it's. it's hard uh, to know. It's a very personal decision. I I do think. Yeah, there's no point in using up land for it. I you know we we buried my mother's ashes underneath a tree in Linda's backyard. Yeah. And uh, we made a little ceremony of it. Yeah. And it was interesting. And then we brew, blew, blew. We burned little notes. We wrote little mm-hmm. notes to her and uh, burned them in a yeah. uh, little It's a lovely, that's a lovely fire yeah. next to it. Yeah. And, uh, just, you remember Ed Newcomers, they, they did little um, burning sailboats out into the river. That's right. They did. That was beautiful. Was like, well, those things are going to be coming to the shore somewhere. <laughs> hope there's not a lot of shrubbery. Was, that was nice. That was a nice... That it was, was very good. sweet. Yeah, and very I don't sweet. know what it, country that that's the ritual. I have a feeling that's somewhat from somewhere other than here. But yeah. It's Irish. Is it? Kind of. Oh, well, okay then. Celtic. Yeah. But Celtic. You know, it's, uh, it's something we can't get around. It's something we'll have to deal with at some point. Yeah. And uh, I just don't want to think about it. 
tell you the truth. So I, I've thought about it as much as I want to. I think that's the truth of it. Okay, so that, let's move on then. We'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's we time. had uh, we we. Uh, well, you had you had a big weekend. I uh, had a, an adventure. Who do you want? Who goes first on this one? <laughs> Mine isn't very much, so I'll get it out okay. of the way. Um, okay. I, I went camping up at Timothy Lake with my sister and, and her friends, and they're the sweetest people, just the nicest, most generous. I love Timothy Lake. Uh, Timothy's beautiful. These people are so nice that I feel like the cynical a hole about an hour into hanging out with them. Yeah, you are. Well, I am. Yeah, but so. you never notice it more. Than when you're around people who are singing up, campfire songs. Just up, up, up with life, people. Uh, they're pretty up much, with life. yeah, up, very upbeat, very... You kind of go, oh, mm, really? I, I'm <laughs> just not... <laughs> I know. And I was nervous about it. A couple of them came to my show in Medford, and I thought, well, they're going to get to see an Art Krug they haven't seen up camping, and I hope they're okay with that. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they're, they're not judgmental, as far as I know. But the um, yeah, yeah, that that's when I then that's when I get suspicious. <laughs> when <laughs> yes. not I know that's I, well, really <laughs> no. I just think people I'm, are some people are genuinely there's like there's a lot of teachers and in the lot and um, yeah. you know real people that work Lovely with kids people, yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, it's only things that we we we, we would not be. Allowed I couldn't. To do. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't would not be, be allowed to. do. And I certainly <laughs> couldn't be allowed to say everything I was thinking during this singing of the campfire songs because you know I'm I'm always writing jokes. I know. <laughs> I'm always you, like I know. I know. <laughs> I'm I know. always coming to you. Hand I, gestures. Come on, we're not nine. You know, know. but you can't say that because they've you invited can't. you into their life that right into their um, rituals. Anyhow, I, do, I went swimming the last day. Here's what I want to mention. Uh, finally got in the water. Oh, good. And uh, I've got this new Fitbit. Yeah. It has a water lock on it, which is cool because you can actually get it completely wet and it just keeps track of all your activities and stuff. Oh, cool. Without uh, ruining it. It tracks your steps. I've been really kind of watching my steps. You know, you hear people talking about how many steps they yeah, did. Yeah. You're supposed to do like 10,000 a day. I, I thought they were in a program. <laughs> that's, that's 10 steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> 10,000 oh, steps. Wow. wow. You'll, never you, you'll, never get, you'll never get out of that one. <laughs> anyway. So I do about 15,000 steps a day, it turns out. That's good, Which right? is more, uh, not always, but yeah. Yesterday, and it, it buzzes when you've hit 10,000. You feel a little vibration on your mm-hmm. wrist. Well, also now it's done this thing where it vibrates when you're getting an email or a text message or a phone call, and it shows you who's calling and the phone number. I didn't sign up for that, but it's working. And wow, I didn't know it even your, did that. Wow, tied to your iPhone? Yeah. Wow. So yesterday I'm, I'm like, but you can really feel it when it buzzes. Yesterday it buzzed when I was, uh, I thought, oh, I had 10,000 steps as I'm walking out of Whole Foods with the chocolate eclair. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it, it's not a judgmental thing. It's no, just, it's just it's letting just you a, know. It's a motion sensor. 10,000 steps. Why bother? I think it said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah, if it starts sensing that, you know, your sh- your sugar intake, then you're in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's, 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 that's that. great. That killed me, though. It's like, you're Mr. Fit. <laughs> very yeah. funny. The uh, Most of those steps are walking to a bakery. Like now, you this. had a, you have an update on Liam, too. That yeah, I want to hear right. He, uh, he's just, um, you know, I don't want to keep going on about him. I know you guys don't care about other people's kids <laughs> why would you no but yeah. <laughs> it's it's a large part of what uh, i'm living for now it's your life yeah. is is our son and uh he was having troubles but he's doing way better now um we're looking for apartments for him because he got this regular job uh, i think i mentioned this last week right 
And now uh, turns out Brandon, the person he's working for, has told him that in February he wants to bring Liam on tour with him for six months around North America. That's going to be amazing. It's going to be an incredible experience for him. And, you know, um, maybe he'll have to pay for an apartment while he's gone. Yeah, he may have to. Yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, well, six months lease. He might be able to do it. He might. It, it might work LA out. L.A. may be different. Uh, he's, so, he's so fortunate. He just lands on his feet. Yes. He just, whatever he does. angels. We he tell does. him he does. It, you know, Catherine said what you had told her. Yeah. And that meant so much to her that you said that, that. Well, they had a connection. His grandmother and him had a connection. They sure did. And then, and sometimes when you are just, you just feel that presence. I, I see, I see feathers when, when I, when I'm at a crossroads, there's a good possibility I'm going to run across a feather on the ground and I know that I'm being, I'm being watched. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And so he has a, he, he does. He definitely has his angel, his personal angel looking out and who lived in LA and knows the city and. Um, I believe it. Well, and he's, you know, you know and yes, you know, it's that luck of the youth, too. You know, God, yuck, I don't I know, mean, man. Here we're going amazing. like, Liam, you, honestly, you better get your food handler's license. Yeah. You know, come on. You're going to don't be afraid to work at a hotel. Look, and we you, all have to. And you to. hear your mom and dad saying the same yep. thing to you in your head. And you don't <laughs> ever want to be that parent. But yep. you end up going. But, you know, reality bad at our age. Yeah. yeah you know, you, you've it, lived in reality too long. And he was pretty much out of money. And have we were like, well, maybe moving home wouldn't be so bad. And then he landed in this uh, that music video uh, for some money, right. and he got a residual from Shrill, and then he got this job. So so now he goes from being like, well, we should I'll help you move back into your ha- your room, you know, to looking for a place down there. And um, right, it's uh, and it would have been hard to move him back in because you're doing all that construction downstairs, and you won't be able to store any of his stuff downstairs. Yeah, it yeah. would have been right. Yeah. It would have been tricky. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad. Well, not yeah. on top of that, can go on go on the tour. That'd be awesome. Well, just the, he gets to experience road life, you know, that we, yeah. you, you and I experienced back when it was fun. <laughs> it was never fun. You didn't really? You had fun. I, it was different. For I me. liked hotel rooms. I don't. Yeah, that's true. You don't I like don't, sleeping in I other people's like, beds. I don't like, I don't like, yeah. I've never liked that. Um, I, uh, it's probably why I stayed in the Midwest for so long uh, working because it was just, I felt safer there. Yeah. I did. Hmm, really? Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Why do you think? <laughs> Just I guess I was a woman. Um, and you think it's different in the Midwest, or? I, I, I traveled, I would usually, I usually worked with the same guy. Mm. So that, that I trusted, that I liked yeah, very much. Right. And once in a while, I would be put with somebody who was dangerous. Oh, yeah. And not... You know, I had one guy that was suicidal. Oh, God. That was driving and decided he wanted to slam into a wall. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a whole, you know, it's a dynamic that yeah. men won't go to another man with that kind of an issue. Yeah. But if they have a woman next to them in the car for any length of time, mm-hmm. you're going to hear everything. Really? Oh, boy. And, you know, yeah, it's not... It's and I, I'm not just I'm no guy I know guys have had you know have bad experiences on the road too but yeah I know I mean I liked the money I liked the performing mm-hmm. and yes I had some fun but not not like you guys 
not like you know that's just um, it's never it was never the same well i you know i know you think that i was partying a lot no you weren't but but you smoked um, dope with your buddies I, and I smoked dope alone in the room more often than not. Truthfully, when I went to the Midwest, my experience uh, was that they didn't necessarily want to be your friend after the show. They didn't want to hang out. I actually even went to uh, Cleveland Improv, the staff there. Uh, there was like a complex that it was in, like a mall kind of a deal. Mm. And then across the hall was this restaurant that had like pool tables or foosball tables or something like that. Like a, like, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, a, j- something in Buster's. Yeah. They, yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. I had yeah. one of those. And um, they were all hanging out. And I came out and I was standing by and nobody made any gesture to say, hey, join us. They just kept on, you know, doing their thing. And they're like, oh, hey, you know. It was like, well, okay, I'll go over here and have a beer then. I'll sit sit by myself. That happened to, uh, quite a I bit. I always went right back to my hometown. There's guys like D.C. Malone that will party with everybody anytime, and they are the party. Yeah. But I wasn't. I was always kind of quiet, and, you know, oftentimes, m- almost always, that was my deal was I'd get back to my room, and I'd get yeah. high, and I'd watch yeah. Letterman. And that yeah, would be that. I, and that's what I usually want, you know, unless yeah. unless the comics are going to go out for something, but yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, yes, yeah. I'm glad that he will experience, um, yeah. you know, traveling with a, with a show is different. Yeah. Because you're friends with the people on the road that you're with, yeah. and the, all the roadies, and all the, you know, all the, the dressers, and all that yeah. stuff, that's going to be amazing. It's yeah. gonna be just amazing. Yeah, um, I'm happy. good for him. Yeah, yeah right. It's a different story. Anyhow, did, yeah. So that's my stories. Oh, good for the week. <laughs> good. We, uh, I, uh, I had a uh, Wednesday. I had a show up in. Um, this is a car story. Uh, I, uh, most of you know, I drive a Vibe, a 2004 Vibe, with over 350,000 miles on it. I'm sure. Um, I do the math right it's probably about yeah it's over 350,000 miles now and um great little car wonderful little car and I've had to put some money in it this year but you know it's it's kind of you know you so, gotta take care of it you know yeah that, and it's so anyway so I drove up to Port Orchard on Wednesday and did a show with wonderful with Brad Upton Oh Brad, my God! I know Brad walked. You know Brad is coming back. Yeah. And um, from his his illness, and um, he's he's great. He's I, do- I can't imagine he would have lost a step. Maybe he didn't have the. He's lost a step. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you yeah. Energy wise. Yeah, energy wise. Yeah. A little bit. But his and material would carry. Well, he you know he he yeah. dr- the, his dry bar he did his dry bar and he was almost. I think he shot his dry bar, and a month later he had his heart attack. Wow! So his Jeez. last dry bar. I mean, really, it was just it yeah. was or something. It was he was sick that all of last year he was very very ill, yeah. and he shot his dry bar, right. bar then during that. And I was like, wow, well, you sure brought it then, you know? And he was great. No, he it was it was amazing. But I didn't want to follow him, so I announced to yeah, I, I announced to our buddy Chris Chris Larson. I said. Um, Okay, here's how this is going to go, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go before Brad. And then Brad can, and he says, yeah, that's good. Because Brad, 
Let's give let Brad spread out a little bit. See how much time he wants yes, to do and stuff. Right. And, and he did like 40, 45. He did forty five minutes. Yeah, I'm sure. In his and sleep he did he great. Do that. Just he did great. Anyway, so I yeah. drove home that night. This is the story about me. So I drove home because I had something I wanted to do on Thursday. Because and I was supposed to go back up to Gig Harbor, which mm-hmm. is like twenty minutes away from where I was last night. But the night before, but I I I was going to meet with my friends and have a lunch with old high school friends that I haven't seen for a long time. And I really didn't want to miss it, so I drove back. And, you know, I hate hotel rooms anyway, so I'm just going to drive back. It's two and a half hours. So I drove back and uh, went over, had lunch the next day uh, over McMinnimans on the river, and then uh, dressed all up for my show because I was going to have a nice long lunch. Yeah. And then hit the road, drive up to Gig Harbor for the 7 o'clock show. Well, I get on the freeway after lunch and uh, look at the gas gauge. Oh, quarter of a tank. Oh, well, I want to get gas in Washington anyway because it's cheaper. So I pull over in Woodland, fill up the tank, get in the car. It's about 85 degrees outside. Get in the car, turn the engine on, won't turn on. There's nothing. I'm getting oh juice on the dashboard. God. That's the most helpless feeling in the world. Well, I knew it was the starter. I mean, I have oh. a new battery. I have right. a new alternator. Oh. I've got all bells and whistles yeah. in place. It's the starter. Uh-huh. And the starter's never been replaced, ever. Because I took it over to Metro Metrics, and they're the only people that have worked on the car, except for the people on Broadway. Right. And there, he says, we've never replaced this starter. I said, well, then it's never been replaced. Right. So anyway... Um, I call it, I call my triple A and, uh, the guy comes, he's, it's, he's coming out of Kalama, which is about 20 minutes away or less, not even 20 minutes. And so he arrives with this big flatbed truck and he's about, he's about six to about 127 pounds. <laughs> he's just this okay. big, <laughs> big wispy looking skinny young right. boy. And um, Anthony. And so, anyway, we get, we finally, you know, he wants to jump the car. I go, it's not, it's not, the, it's the starter. He goes, well, let's just jump it and make sure. Okay, we'll jump it and make sure, but it's the starter and nothing. Of course, it was the starter. So, because nobody listens to a woman with gray hair. Yes. And so, well, you can't anyway. You don't look like someone who knows cars. Because <laughs> we've been driving them since they were invented. No, right. Anyway, yeah. I mean, my first car I drove was a 36 Dodge. Anyway, 1936 Dodge. With a Dodge. crank on the front. Yeah, had and a crank we, on the front. Uh-huh. I, we didn't crank it, but it, we had a crank. You could, <laughs> you could do it. Just for show. If you had to. Uh-huh. Anyway, so um, I get, okay, so we're getting ready to, to leave, and I know that I'm going to have to get in this truck, okay? This uh-huh. is where it's funny. Now, this is a big flatbed tow truck, and so it's way up there. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, okay, Susan, you can do this. You can do this. You know, five, one and a half, and I can do this. So I go over and I pull all my stuff up in the, on the floorboard of the car and <laughs> the truck, and I, I grab the handle where I'm supposed to grab it, and the first step is okay. So I get up on the first step. Now, the next step literally comes is at my waist. Oh, what? That's how hot, well, yeah, that's how big this thing was. Oh, so I'm like, oh, geez, how am I going to do this? <laughs> so I kind of get my knee up. I thought, well, I could kneel on it, and now oh, I can't do that. And I can't, well, I can't do that. 
And all of a sudden, I hear this, <clears throat> excuse me, ma'am. And I went, I turned around, and there was this aging, this guy, probably my age, maybe younger, balding, older gentleman. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, it, would you like some help up into the, up into the cab? And uh -huh. I said, well, I, 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 <laughs> I, yes, I guess I do, but I let me find my handles and where I'm going to hold on, you know, uh -huh. and stuff like that. And I kind of get my, and I kind of get my bearings. And he says, "May I have permission to put my hands on your ass?" And I went, "Please do. It's been a while." <laughs> and he, he puts his I was his just hands. thinking, "Where's he gonna?" I know. And he puts his hand. Well, it's the only logical place to do it. Yep. He puts his hands on my ass, and he goes, "Ready? One, two, three. And I pull, and he pushes. <laughs> and I get up. I get up in the. And I get up in the truck, and I'm laughing. And I said, and he said. He's, he's red. He is so beet red, Art. I can't even tell you. He's beet red. And he said, I said, thank you very much. And he said, well, um, my wife told me that I had to get out of the car and come over and help you because you looked like you needed help. And I said, well, she was right. He says, I said, are you embarrassed? He goes, yeah, I'm very embarrassed. I said, no, it's fine. Thank you. And I looked. I said, where's your car? And he, and I waved at his wife. And I go, thank you. And she's laughing her ass. She's laughing. I said, thank you very much. So then we get in the truck. And, and you know, when you're in the tow truck, I mean, the last tow truck I would think I was in was with Lonnie Brune. And we were outside of Pocatello oh, hauling his, his car into Pocatello. Uh -huh. And the guy... I was fascinated. I was sitting between Lonnie at the door, mm -hmm. me in the middle, and the tow truck dart. And the guy had the biggest goiter on his neck. I had ever, oh, I'd no. never seen a goiter that big oh, in my whole life. Hopefully it was on the driver's side. No, it was right on my side. <laughs> it was on my side, right on, just facing me. Hello. I was talking right to I it. When we I was, got another passenger. <laughs> <laughs> is that a tow that never made it to the garage? What the hell is that thing? And I was oh, just God. fascinated by it. I'm thinking, you know, you could take a pill for that anyway <laughs> but anyway so this kid i mean i find out everything about this kid i mean he tells me everything but the worst thing about it is we start to take off on the freeway and we we enter the freeway doing about 50 miles an hour right and he starts losing power oh the truck starts losing power oh god oh no and we crept into the next exit at, uh, at about 15 miles an hour on the freeway. Uh-huh. Just waiting for a car to hit us. Oh, Big God. trucks and everything. Just terrible. Wow. And so it was just crazy. And he had his flashers on and everything. He had everything on. And, you know, but uh, so the, then he called his dispatcher. Uh-huh. And the asshole on the end of the dispatcher wouldn't send a truck to fix it or another flatbed to move my car onto. Wow. He says, just limp it into Portland. At 15 miles an hour At 15 on the miles freeway. An, and so, and I had already called wow. Metro Metrics, yeah. our buddies at Metro Metrics, and they, yeah. they said, well, yeah, you can, if, I said, well, I don't know if we'll get there before you close, because by this time it's four o'clock, and we're going 15 miles an hour on the freeway. Yeah. And he said, uh, well, leave it in the parking lot, lock it, and then put the keys in the blah, 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 and everything. So I said, okay. So that was the plan. 
And then he started, he got back on the freeway. It kind of started to pick up speed and it was lose, and then it would lose power and pick up speed and lose power and pick up speed and lose all the way into Portland. Oh, that's so frightening. And we got there late. We got there Mm -hmm. after they closed. Well, but Ron at Metro Metrics did not want to leave me. Oh, man. Hang on. That guy. So he stayed. He is the best, man. He is He's just, so sweet. He's so conscientious. He's so sweet. And uh, I was taking just, time yeah, away man. from his his daughter who had just arrived in town. Oh, from, wow. And he, from Boston. And wow. she was going to walk. He was, she was going to do a graduation that oh, she okay. wasn't able to walk in 20 or 21 oh, at a Pacific University. Okay. So they were going to, anyway. So she, she was going to see her for like 48 hours. And he, I was, he was wow. missing out on that. But wow. And then they went to unload my tr- my car, and the damn thing wouldn't unload. It wouldn't, the hydraulic thing wouldn't work. It, it didn't kick in, oh didn't have enough power for it to lower it and to tip it. Wow. It was crazy. Finally, finally, an hour later, it, it finally did. Oh, poor you, poor and, well, Ron. Poor, and well, and you're blessed. And, of course, I call right. Okay, I call Art. Right. At emergency, give me a call back. Yeah, no, emergency. I got to give you the whole, my end of this yeah. story was getting a call from you. Yeah. And I pick it up and i'm going hello susan going hello hello can you hear me hello i'm going hello i can hear you hello art art (laughs) i was like well put the phone down see if i can hear you that way and uh i could hear hear the panic in your voice i was and then you cut out and then you called back and the same thing happened and you called back like a third time and i couldn't get well it's it's not coming through yeah and finally uh, somehow you got the message you were up on the mountain did you hear me say I'm up at the lake? I heard something. Just it break. It broke up really bad. Uh-huh. And I, I said I'm I'm at the lake, and I went, oh, he's camping. Right. And so then, then it was like I heard no, you go, wait, wait, you're camping, right? And I go, yeah. And you click, and then you hung up. And I thought, well, well, that doesn't sound good. And then like an hour later, not right away, I got your text message: emergency, call me. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, I, I know, and it finally went through. But I, I had done that. Texts early. I could get, but I couldn't. Yeah, so I just. Uh, so I was like, God, what the hell? She's standing, being attacked in an alley. What's going I on know, here? I know. Well, and you, you were so sweet. Uh, you called your wife. Right. And uh, so anyway, I texted I, my wife and texted, said, um, "I went to uh, call Susan, find out what's going on." And I was at Metro Metrics when she calls, and I was talking to Ron, and I went, "I can't take the Catherine's call," and they didn't put it together. Ah. So right. I ignored the call, and she called Metro Metrics. Oh, really? She called Ron at the <laughs> desk, and she said, "Tell Susan to pick up her damn phone. <laughs> I'm coming. Of to, I'm coming to get her." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Ron starts laughing. He goes, "Catherine's on the phone." He says, "She's coming to get you." I go, "No, no, tell her." He says, "Don't you don't want her to come and get you?" I went, "Well, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I kind of do." So she she yeah. rescued me. Yeah. So you were you were, you were, that was my story about and. So this poor kid, I told him not to go back. To <coughs> there was four accidents God, in Portland. The tow truck that doesn't and work. The four, and there was four coming into to Portland. Really? There was four accidents between Rosa Parks oh, and, wow. da- and downtown. Just on the freeway? Yeah, on the freeway. Oh, Both ways. I wonder what the hell. So there was like, okay, so, so we had to take surface streets over to Metro Metro, oh, which man. was fine. Yeah, well... But if you're gonna go 15, might as well do it on the side street. Yeah, so we we did that, and then um, he, anyway, it was. Uh, but it gave me even more time to realize that, the, you know, this poor kid, you know, dropped out at school at ten tenth grade. You know, when he writes his name on his on the card, he can bear. He can't. It's not legible. Mm, okay. 
and you know, and he's having a baby, and he's got a two-year-old, and all this other stuff, living in a garage, yeah. and I just feel so bad for him, and I have money on me, so I give him like you know, I give him a, a, a tip, I give him a nice tip, big tip. Yes. And he said, uh, I said, I'm sorry. Um, Even though you I, just missed a gig, you were headed. Did you yeah, do I the missed gig, the gig and you're coming home? No, no, no. I, I didn't worry about the gig because Brad was going to be there. Oh, right. Yeah. I, he didn't, can, worry, he, I didn't even worry be about fine. it. Yeah, I right. just went, uh, you're covered. So yeah. um, Brad was going to be there. And so um, it was crazy. Uh, wow. And uh, I'm sorry you lost the money, No. Yeah, well, me too. It happens. But yeah, but you know something? It was the least of my worries at the time. Yeah. Anyway, that was my that That's was my funny. experience. So I, I basically haven't heard anybody yelling that panic to me since they tried to wake me up from my colonoscopy. <laughs> That's the last time anybody's yelled at me like that. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad you were okay. <laughs> I went took a drink of water when you said that. <laughs> oh God, I couldn't I just, Anyway, I well, was yeah. relieved to hear that it was just car trouble. And I thought, well, that's too bad. It's sad that it happened. And no, no, I, I he was said, car I, trouble. They can't get the car off the well, tow truck. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to be able, if I was going to be stuck in Woodland. Yeah, so I was right. trying to get them to. I'm just trying to get somebody to take care of the car in Woodland. But oh, yeah. I called every single repair shop wow, there, and no none of them could take it in because wow. they're they're so backed up. Wow. And that was my experience with Metro the last time I called them too. Is that they're very. Scheduled out. Yeah, and yeah. I said, well, this is an emergency. I need my car. Right, and Ron will, he will help if well, that's what it is. Well, this time he did. Yeah, yeah, this time they did. And I was yeah. like, I can't, this is crazy. He did that for me one time when I was driving for Lyft, and I picked up a customer downtown, a hot summer day, mm -hmm. and the car stalled out two blocks later. I said, right. I'm sorry, you're going to have to call someone else. And I immediately called Ron. I said, Ron, can I drop it off? I, it's not, I have it towed to you, and... Uh, Said, yeah, 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 sure, bring it in, you know. He's but that was like prior a, to COVID. This no, has that been was changed. before COVID, yeah. yeah. This is pretty. Anyway, that was yeah. my story, and um, oh may I have God. permission to put my hands on your ass? <laughs> yes, you do. Have permission I to put know. your hands on my ass. Do I have permission to smoke a cigarette I afterwards? was scared to death to have to get back <laughs> if I got out of the yeah. damn truck. Yeah. Because he was going to drop me at home. Yeah. Because he was going to go down 30. And he says, well, I'll just take you back to after, you know, if you don't have a ride, I'll take you to your house and drop you off and then drive out 30 yeah. to go back to Longview, which is where the tow truck was from. And I said, okay. I'm thinking, how am I going to get back in this truck? Anyway, so I was glad yeah. that I didn't have to get back in the truck. So um, anyway, yeah. that's... Um, that's cool. But um, we were laughing about... Um, uh, uh, the news this week. I mean, I just this morning. Yeah. I, I've just been going crazy. I uh, was it Friday. It was Friday that that they announced that was it Friday the raid. Uh, uh, I was gone. So that sounds about right. I think it was Friday. Yeah. And uh, uh, and there was all this. Uh, I mean, it blew up. Everybody's oh, phone uh, blew yeah. up all of a sudden. You know. The, oh, it's yeah. Cause, but they've had, they knew it was happening. There was, right. it was not a no knock, you know. Six was, months they tried to get that stuff from them. Well, and, and, they and their told lawyers them, were saying, we don't have them. Yeah, we don't have them. We're well, they told them that the FBI is coming. Yeah. So he knew right. it was coming. But anyway, we all, I was laughing because uh, I put on my Facebook page, uh, uh, I mean, it was just, it was, a, it was a ballpark. I mean, I, I just felt like I felt like a heavy hitter because I, I actually came up with a joke. You know, uh -huh. I came up with a, I posted, uh, um, uh, seems there's some, oh, this is, yeah, two days ago. 
what was that? So that was Saturday, Saturday morning. Okay. Uh, seems there's a mole in the in Mar-a-Lago's. Uh, I call him POS. POS is free. Right. Question uh, question is who? My bet it's Baron. <laughs> <laughs> Teenagers are stealth, and when they're left alone, as much as he probably is, they go through everything. <laughs> and people started replying, and I'm telling you, some of this stuff was hysterical. Um, everybody thought it was Melania, and there was this really great uh-huh. meme with Melania with a with a Hitler mustache and shades in this trench coat. <laughs> Just and it says. Whistleblower struggles to keep identity secret. <laughs> She's in shades <laughs> and, a, and a mustache. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> and uh, uh, everybody's guessing it's Melania. Uh, uh, Who knows? I know. Anyway. Uh, but that's probable cause, right? Yeah. I Gave them the permission to go well, in. Just, oh, yeah, sure. Uh of course, Dan Dupree got real specific, and I, I, I wasn't going for specific. I was going for jokes. Yeah, going for the comedy. Um, somebody thought it was Jared. Yeah. It makes sense to me. He's kind of, a, he's as slimy as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But my buddy Caroline Skinner, who I just, she's, I worked with her at Hannah for years and years. She's very She's very by the book on stuff, you know. But she came up with this great idea. So many possibilities, she says. And what did they bury in Ivana's casket? Uh Ten pallbearers? Really? (laughs) And I went, wow, sounds like evidence. (laughs) And I'm thinking, you know, Uh that's possible. Yeah. It's a real possible. Well, maybe. I, I mean, well... Her, her death was already Ten. suspicious. Think about that. Well, and she was buried on a golf course. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where? <laughs> you know, I started laughing so hard when I read this today. That's true. She was buried on Trump's <laughs> golf course. On Trump's golf course in, in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Symbolically by the first hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's hopeful. Oh my God! You and I both just—they <laughs> can't make oh that up. Oh my God! By the very first, the first I hole. I know we asked Siri that came up in NBC News by the first hole, and we just about ready to die. <laughs> Honest uh, to God, that's so crazy. <laughs> it's already weird enough. Suspicious that she dies right after criticizing him. I know. She dies from a fall, like in its soap opera. She yeah, fell down the stairs. What are you going to do? I know. You know. Well, did she? Oh, that's I know. A, it's, I a, mean, it's a, and what's in the casket? Makes ten, me wonder, did ten, she have like this threat over her for years and years? Don't ever say anything bad about me, uh, you know, or I'll send a couple of guys. You know, that makes you wonder. Because that's Trump. He's a oh, fucking yeah. mobster. Oh, yeah. He's a bully. You know, I can I can see him have threatening and her. Ten, and ten pallbearers. The woman was probably 5'4", maybe right. wa- weighed 125 pounds. She was tall. No, you... No, no. that was Ivanka's 5'11". Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, no. Ivana is not, Ivana is not that... Well, she shrunk. She's older. Right. So, but she's not that tall. I mean, ten yeah. men pallbearers? She carried a little old lady. That casket looks huge. Right, yeah. So I'm expecting them to go away. They'll, th- once they seize his property, they're going to have to dig that one up. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> she went in the casket. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because. Well. Yeah. 
Anyway. Well, maybe that's the idea of keeping something top secret is to just bury someone with it. Well, the rhetoric that they're that the GOP is trying to push is just ridiculous. It's freaky. This is the freakiest part of it. The one of the and here's the deal. Um, oh, I wrote her name down. We heard that that Republican congressman I, from Texas yesterday. Who looks like a robot, by the way. He's got this fake makeup not and goss, goes, snap goes, on hair. Goser, not Goss, Goser, that guy. Uh, maybe. Oh, he's remember. such an asshole. Yeah, he just, he's got this, uh, I am the law, don't you question me. You know, yeah, that kind yeah. of old school mm-hmm. chiseled kind of a shape. And he his sits family, upright in his chair. His own family have turned he, on he's him. He's probably never smiled since Paul he's go, a go, go three. He said, uh, they, they asked him, now what about all these uh, Republicans, uh, your fellow Republicans that are, basically calling for a civil war. I mean, how do you feel about that? And he goes, well, uh, I don't think it's time oh, to no. do it. He, he said, I don't think it's time to do anything that drastic yet. But, and, yet? and then he went on. And Catherine was like, did he just say yet? That was on Meet the Press, and it wasn't yeah. Gosart. It was that other guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking I about. I can't think of his yeah, name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not time to do anything yet. That's just stand back and stand by. That's oh, all yeah. that is. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? yeah. That's It's, it's These insane. Guys, man. They don't understand. They haven't got the slightest desire to have a democracy anymore. They really well, just want a thug to run the country. Yeah, but they haven't a clue of how much they'll lose if that happens. Right, if it's a dictatorship. They'll lose everything because right. their, shit, their shit will be confiscated. Yeah. Their stuff is going to, they're all their, you know, these guys go property. in, yeah. you know, making about $55,000 a year yeah. and come out multi-millionaires. Because yeah. they get paybacks, they get all kinds of crap. Yeah. They get they get contracts that they never would have gotten before. Yeah. They get, I mean, it's crazy. Um, I was reading this just just before he came over. Olivia Troy, and it's spelled T R O Y E, so I'm I'm assuming oh. it's Troy. It sounds right. I can't imagine it's yeah. spelled anyway. Um, she was. Uh, uh, Homeland Security Advisor and Counterintelligence Advisor under Trump. She's turned on him. She turned on him a couple years ago. Prior to prior to during the uh, during the election during the uh, all the crap, she was like, "No, this guy is crazy." And you know because yeah. what he did to Homeland Security was he, tur- he they were his Gestapo. Right. They were his Gestapo. Wow. So um, anyway, yeah. she made the she made the statement. Uh, that while in the White House, she found classified documents in the ladies' room because they were handled so haphazardly mm-hmm. all over the, that White House. Right. She found, and she had exact. She had top priority clearance. She had right. classified clearance, and yeah. she found this stuff in the ladies' bathroom. Wow. And that some of that stuff, if it's classified as top secret, this is what else they said on uh, either Meet the Press or. Well, just or the, the people one. that have been to Mar a Lago. We call Can't Face the Nation. <laughs> um, we're saying uh, if it's classified as top secret, that means it has to be only be read in a vault. This is what Amy Klobuchar was saying. It, it can only be read in a vault by someone with that kind of clearance. Right. You can't ever leave the building. It's never it's supposed, supposed to, to leave be, the vault. Yep. It's supposed to only be read, you know, because, you know, hey, people could uh, take a iPhone picture of it and send it to someone in Russia or somewhere else and make big money off of that. That's how spy And the audacity works. of him claiming that 
Obama took papers. Yes, he did. They were not they were not classified papers. Right. He took them so that they could be presented. Yeah. Either you know, at, and they went into his library, and it was about the Affordable Care Act. It was about right. stuff yeah. that was not. It was not. Well, that's classified. that's the Republican playbook now. Is the what about ism. You know, oh yeah, but yeah, Hillary. You know, what? Well, what about that? You know, that's that's all they got when they know they've been just caught dead to rights. Yeah, well, you know, that's true, but also over here, you know, just deflect, deflect, deflect. You know, no, this isn't going to just be deflected away. I I really believe he's well, going to be. Well, here's my prediction: is next comes charges. what comes next is they need to get his passport and take his take the keys to his plane. Yeah, right. And his helicopter. True. Right. And. I would say if they're going to put him, if he's going to be indicted, he needs to be under house arrest, mm-hmm. and he, he can't he can't play golf. That would be that would be punishment. You can't play yeah. golf. You have to be at Mar-a-Lago twenty four seven. No golf. Right. No golf. Of course, that would probably kill Melania. She'd probably kill him in his sleep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the fact that it's turning into this weird civil war. The how dare you go after our guy? That means we're going to start killing. You know, they're, now they're mad at the FBI. They couldn't organize a picnic, let alone a, <laughs> a they could. They don't a have real the, coup. No, yeah. they couldn't do it. Yeah. None of those guys served in the army. Yeah, right. I yeah, mean, none they, of them. None of them have, have any tactical. On January sixth, they're not really planners. They had some guys from the Proud Boys that were, had walkie-talkies, and they well, sort and of had a game them, plan. But then they got have. in, and then it's like, okay, now what? Well, you're in the, the capital. The, what are you going to do the now? The Patriot prayer you know? group, the Patriot guys, they were, a lot of them were ex-military. Right. But compared to the number of people there and the number of those guys, right? Yeah, no. There was no way. No, no they, there was this no the organization. Telling Catherine all along, she's like, hey, we got to move to another country. And I'm going, well, first of all, what country is going to be safe if there's more dictatorships springing up all around the world? People like Putin aren't happy just to have all the power. And their little fiefdom, they want to expand. Well, they got to go out and start conquering. They're they're only happy if they're conquering more countries and getting more power and more power. That's and people like uh, Putin and Trump is he'd be going after other countries right. at some point. Yeah. He'd yeah. be attacking other. You know, it, once they get that kind of power, that's not enough. And where's it going to be safe? We're going to be safe in Sweden or Finland or Portugal or anywhere. We're at 53 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I uh, thank you. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah no, so I mean, where do you move, first of all? And then, you know, I believe that they're not going to be, it's not going to be an actual invasion of, like, certainly all the, the red states, they have all the guns, and there's the, the hillbillies and the rednecks have, have got most of the guns in the country, but they're not going to organize an actual front. They're going to be these deals where they run into a crowd with their truck, or they, you know. Well, let's not give him any ideas. Well, they're already doing them. They're already doing. They're attacking the FBI agent. You know, thank God that thank God that guy got gunned down because uh, we don't need him around. You know, all these people that think it's their right now just to take up arms. And Trump knew he was going to blow his dog whistle the minute this oh, started it, to happen. Yeah, yeah, it was his, it, yeah. That, his that alone thing. to me is a crime. What he did. Yeah, but and um, the, the uh, Senate the. Republicans in the House and the Senate that are doing basically the same thing, calling for action. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, the first time they'd be calling for action because they haven't done shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so on a lighter note, thanks for asking. uh, The the festival's going well. (laughs) Good. 
No, we uh, we need comedy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, I'm gonna plug it, and I I hopefully there's some people in the in Portland that listen, but it's gonna be a really good festival. I'm really yeah. excited about it. St. John's Comedy Festival dot com. Get your tickets. They are selling fast right now. We probably will sell out prior to next week. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, I don't know. It's uh, probably. There's still a few tickets left for Thursday night. Oh, no. There's, yeah. Thursday night's good. Uh, we You can get some tickets for that. I mean, we're okay, we're, but they are selling. I'm selling. Yeah. It, it really picked up yesterday a lot. Yeah. So, and. Well, and good. there's a yeah. lot more advertising out right now. So wow, that's so great. Um, I'm excited about it. Yeah. So get your St. John's Comedy Fest.com. It's um, going to be a blast. It was so Nancy much fun North. last year. It was. And Art Art will not, unfortunately, be performing this year, but he will be running my stage. I'll stages. be uh, running around uh, talking you're, to. You're my stage manager. Right. You're be running, he's going to be happen. running the show. That's cool. So. I, it would have been hard to do that and perform. I, I know why you don't want to. <laughs> Even though I don't walk fast <laughs> enough to do what, everything that needs to be done. Yeah, right. That's why I have you and Aaron. Right. And Aaron, uh, my niece, is, is magic. Oh, she's a... She's magic. She's an absolute so, warrior. Yeah. yeah, she is. So um, thanks, everybody, yes. for listening. Stop me if I've heard this. Please subscribe to our channel, um, to our podcast. Um, if you don't, you're a neater, neater, big, fat wiener is what you are. <laughs> So anyway, and take the opportunity to tell the people you love <coughs> that you do that you love them uh, yeah. today. Reach out to someone and uh, see what happens. You know, see maybe I'll be allowed back around the campfire now. Yeah, I think you will be. <laughs> okay, have a good week, guys. Yeah.